Folks, welcome back to the Keep It Under 100 podcast. We had a great show for you today. As we freeze here in southeast Michigan, um, during this recording, it's been snowing all day today on uh, Saturday, whatever the date is, and we're nowhere near an actual round of golf. So we're going to do something a little different today, but it's going to be fun. Uh, We're still going to hit on the PGA event this week, the Pebble Beach Pro-Am out in California, and then we're going to touch on kind of dream golfing foursomes for uh, me and my guests today, and then we're going to do a new Mount Rushmore segment that I think you guys will like. But before we get into that, I want to bring in my guest for today's show. Knowing that the topics were going to be a little bit different, uh, I wanted to get a little bit different perspective, so I brought in some guys that are fairly new to the game, but they're going to have some... Uh, unique input for the topics today. Uh, my first guest, he's uh, one of my favorite people to golf with, uh, one of my best friends, and just also happens to be my younger brother, Tim Slater. Thanks for coming on. Hey, uh, thanks for having me. Listening since the very beginning, literally weeks ago. Literally two weeks ago. Tell the people a little bit about yourself, how you got into the game, when you played last, that kind of thing. Awesome. Yeah, um, I think me getting into the game was inevitable just with how much you talk about and end up going golfing and I think it kind of made us closer. Um, I literally started golfing with a lot of your hand-me-down clubs. Um, kind of did a catalog in my head of uh, some of the stuff I started with and actually looked up. Um, I would say I started golfing probably about eight years ago. Um, I have the receipt uh, from the first set of irons I bought probably the first winter after I started golfing in 2013. Um, and I remember I'm hitting the same irons now, but uh, the driver I started with was your, do you remember the Navy Blue 8-degree uh, Nike driver? Yeah, yeah, I do. Started with that. Like and a then regular some, flex shaft to hand me down from our uncle. Yep, and then I had uh, some uh, Nike Sasquatch 3 and 5 woods that were in the bag for a long time. That 3 wood, that had the best sound of any time. And, has and we'll get into it. it. It actually was a hand-me-down from me to my brother to our other guest, but, uh, but we'll get into that. Uh, for those listening, if you're confused about who's talking between me and my brother, we, we get that a lot. We sound very similar. Don't worry about it. After we get through the intros, it's not going to matter who's talking. Did you have, did you have anything else, Tim? I mean, the only thing I think that's relevant is, uh, we just went virtual golfing, uh, last week and it was pretty notable. Um, we played a round, and I kept my round under 100 at a solid 99, just to let you guys know he the sure level did. of golf I'm playing at right now. And there were hardly any gimmies. So. Only one mulligan. Yeah. So uh, I play with Tim a fair amount. He plays in uh, my the Saturday league that I run with me. Uh, we've taken a fair amount of uh, just general golf trips around the country together. He, like I said, he's one of my favorite people to golf with. He doesn't beat himself up too much. He's on the higher side of handicaps, maybe low to mid-20s as far as a handicap goes. Uh, he doesn't take himself too seriously. And that's, uh, and that's a good offset to people playing with me because I'm sure most people that have played with me probably say that I take the game too seriously or I'm a little bit too intense, which could be a fault of mine, maybe not, but... Um, But anyway, good to have you on, Tim. Uh, My other guest today, another good friend of mine, and uh, my future brother-in-law, it's a a family affair today, Uh, he's very new to the game, 
but uh, highly qualified in our topics today. Ed, how are you? Good. Thanks for having me. I, I, I will admit i borderline fraudulent being on a Keep It Under 100 uh, podcast. I, the last time I went out, I played a Twilight round where I did hit a 49 on nine holes, so I think I, I qualify just by the skin of my teeth there, best I ever played by a long shot. Um, That's I respectable. Def- we'll allow it. <laughs> I definitely am the newest to the game, probably of any of your guests have been and possibly will be. I've definitely played sub, even counting rounds of nine and Twilight and stuff, played sub 180 real holes of golf in my life. Um, that is new. Uh, I think I played around in my early 20s with my uncle at a terrible, but aside from that, like, it's been within the last four years that I've really started playing a few times a year, a little more each year, and I think last year was finally a year where it started to catch a little more where I want to get after it a little bit. But but overall, interested in the game, wants to keep playing, wants to get into it more, and uh, his intentions are good. His intentions are to keep it under 100 and just continue to get better, so... We'll, we'll allow it. Absolutely. Been a long time fan of pro golf. Uh, since, yeah. Since I was... And betting pro golf, which is also and another yes. acceptable topic yes. on this podcast. Okay. For our first segment today, we're going to kind of play off of the PGA Tour event this week. So this week, as people that have paid attention, is the Pebble Beach Pro-Am. It's played at, obviously, at Pebble Beach on the West Coast. Uh, it's always fun to watch because uh, not only is the course interesting, but... With a pro-am, each pro is playing with an amateur slash celebrity partner. The course is great because it's not overly long, like a lot of the courses are today. Uh, they have really tiny greens, so you, your iron play just has to be on point. They have uh, POA greens, which, for those that don't know, are generally pretty bumpy, and there's actually a little amount of luck. You really just try and get the putt started online, try and get, guess the speed, and hope it goes in but you get a lot of different winners on courses like that like tiger obviously won his uh you know 12 or no 15 shot victory in the u.s open there uh graham mcdowell won there in like early in the 2010s um phil's won multiple times there jordan spieth has won there so a lot of different talents but you know the main thing is is good good iron play so traditionally each tour players played with an plays with an amateur slash celebrity partner and while playing their own ball for the actual PGA event they're also also playing like a net handicapped four ball with their celebrity partner is not happening this week due to COVID so it's just the pros out there technically they're still calling it a pro-am even though it's not so because they don't have celebrity amateur partners that had me thinking that that would be a little fun segment for us to pick our own kind of dream foursome, picking up those pro golfers, picking up those celebrities. Uh, but quickly, before we get into that, we, we got to hit on the tournament itself. Uh, this is uh, Saturday around 4.30. Live leaderboard, we're looking at Nate Lashley and Daniel Berger, tied for the lead at 13-under. One shot back, Tom Hoagie and Jordan Spieth, who just great play as of late, had a good finish last week in Phoenix, was in the final group, probably had a good chance to win going into the day, and it didn't have a good day, but still, positive signs for Spieth. Odds, odds favorite going into the tournament, Patrick Cantley, is three shots back, 
So he's still in there. Uh, a winner in Dubai a couple weeks ago or overseas somewhere a couple weeks ago, uh, Paul Casey, also three shots back. Uh, Max Homa, Jason Day. A lot of good storylines. A couple notables to miss the cut. Phil Mickelson continues to struggle on a course that he's been pretty good at over the years. He missed the cut. Uh, and Ricky Fowler, who is just searching hard and He's not going to be. He's not around for the weekend, so he's got a lot of work to do if he's going to end up making that uh, that Masters field later this year. Anyway, so to our segment, uh, we're going to split this up into three categories. We're each going to pick a pro golfer, a celebrity, and then everybody will have a wild card pick. Uh, so obviously, it would be yourself, a pro golfer, a celebrity, and a wild card pick. So why don't we start with? Who would be the pro golfer in your pairing? Who wants to kick us off? I can I can take this one. Uh, Ed? I'm sure this would be a popular answer. Um, reason I like golf, a big reason why I like pro sports, Tiger Woods would be the easy easy choice for me. I'd love to meet him, love to play golf with him. Uh, I'd like to get a little better before that, <laughs> before that date. But, um, yeah, I, it, I didn't think twice. This was a clear answer right away. Amen. Tim, what do you got? I have a different answer, which I'm glad about. Uh, I went a couple different ways with this. I thought uh, my, not my first thought, but one I considered was Bryson, just because it would be, he it would just be very impressive to watch him uh, play around the golf, especially right now where he's bombing the ball farther than everybody, anybody in history. Um, he's not shy about how he plays the game, and he probably wouldn't be shy about, you know, giving tips and exactly. talking about the scientific side of the game. So. And also, uh, there's a little bit of cockiness to him that I almost, like, I hated him when he first, uh, when I first, like, came onto my radar a little bit. Um, but I, I've, I've come to kind of respect his cockiness and his, like, boldness to just do whatever he wants to do. Well, you gotta, you got to respect what he did. Like, I don't particularly care for him most of the time in his antics, but, like... He told everybody what he was going to do. He exactly. said he was going to put on 40 pounds of muscle, and he said he was going to gain all this speed and hit the ball longer than anybody ever. And he went out and did it, Yeah, which is just insane that in today's day and age, you know, a lot of a lot of players have reached for distance over the years, like on the, in the last 20 years especially, like with the, with the fitness level of the players today. Like a lot of guys have chased distance, and a lot of guys have ruined their careers doing so. So yeah, I but, just, but he's done it. Yeah, I think it would just be re- very impressive to to sit on a tee box with him and watch him bomb a, bomb a drive down the fairway longer than I can hit my second shot. Um, I just think that would be incredible. Uh, I didn't end up choosing that. Uh, my next thought was all, all that, and you're not you're not even picking them. <laughs> Great. Uh, my next thought was John Daly, just because it would be a, a party out there uh, to have some fun with John Daly. Like, rip it and rip it. Grip it and rip it. Just. Shotgun and beers. Uh, he might take a shirt off. I've seen that on occasion. It'd just be a good time. Um, but I ended up going with... Hold on, hold on. Before that, I literally just saw this yesterday on... Uh, it was just a random video of John Daly playing like around with his friends. He's wearing jeans. He has no shoes on, and he has no shirt on. <laughs> he takes a club out of his bag. He doesn't even know what club it is. He flips it up. He goes, 7, eh? We're 130 out. He steps up to the ball, no practice swing, says 130A, and hits it. And then everyone else in the group is like, my God, that might go in. Huh. 
Yeah, that's just how it, that's how he plays, and that's how he lives. <laughs> so I thought that would just be super entertaining to uh, to sit through eighteen holes, probably hundreds of beers uh, between a foursome. Uh, but again, uh, I kind of went with a a different route here, kind of pairing the two, um, and chose Phil Mickelson. I think he's very entertaining. Uh, got a got a great sense of humor. Also a great player. Um, He's a real class act. He's he's a funny guy. I've heard some great quotes from him, so I had to go Phil Mickelson. I like that pick. That's respectable. I mean, in the if you've watched any of the uh, the match kind of the um, the live kind of charity events that they've done, Phil is is not shy about talking and uh, talking through his 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 routine, what he's trying to do with the golf ball, and I'm sure he wouldn't be shy about sharing you know tips and tricks that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, you'd learn a little bit from him. He'd also probably make some just wild bets, like when he hits the ball uh, back over his head onto the greens off of a hillside and stuff. Like, you could just do fun stuff like that. And I think that that's the kind of golf I want to play if I'm playing in a in a foursome with my, like, dream picks. Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he's notorious for what they call the Tuesday money games out on tour when they're just playing practice rounds. If you're with Phil, you're, you're putting some you're money out money there, there, so... Yeah. Okay, so I, for myself, I uh, hate to piggyback off of somebody else's pick, but anybody who knows me knows I'm a big Tiger fan, and Tiger is, was, is, and was my pick. He's, uh, he's one of my favorite athletes. He is, like, the single reason that I started playing the game. Like, I didn't even touch a golf club until, I think, the summer after my senior year of high school, and, like, he was the reason why. That was, like, right in his heyday of when he was winning. He had he was already winning every tournament at that point. So I graduated in 04. And I don't even know how many majors he had at that point, but he already set the record at St. Andrews. He already set the record at um at Pebble Beach for the US Open. So playing with him would be just watching him is 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 a, an adrenaline rush. I can't even imagine what it would be like playing with him. Uh I mean, he's the guy that made golf cool. I mean, he he took these the purses for these tournaments up into the stratosphere so just to be around that kind of greatness and it, do everything i can to pick his brain and just take every every little tip that he would even give and to try and translate it into my game would would be awesome okay so let's jump in and do celebrities on our foursome what do you got anybody I can kick off the celebrities. I want to, again, a bunch of different ways with this one. Um, Ryan, I, I tried to keep it to celebrities that are at least known to have golfed. Uh, celebrities that have been spotted on golf courses, have played in pro-ams in the past. Um, stuff like that. A couple of picks that ran through my mind. Ryan Reynolds, um, just because he's one of the funniest people on the planet. True. Um, hometown boy, uh, Tim Allen, is uh, a golfer. I think that would be pretty entertaining. Uh, Ray Romano also uh, in the running just because he's he's pretty funny and he's also, played he's played in the I think he plays in the yeah I know the pro am traditionally yeah um, but ended up uh, going with um, probably an obvious pick for me but uh, Kevin Costner uh, Tin Cup just just so many jokes that can be made so many quotes that can come out on that round um, obviously he's not Roy McAvoy but. I but, could, but he, I could is, but he is. I could suspend disbelief for four hours to play around a golf with Roy McAvoy. That's uh, that's my pick. That'd be awesome. I, just funny side note. I, I was just watching the other day, uh, The Guardian. Great Kevin Costner movie. Yeah. 
He has a lot of great, great flips. I mean, yeah. Ed. So yeah, I went down a similar rabbit hole of celebrities that I knew at least were decent at golf as well. Um, and I think with our topic later, this one's going to be, this person's going to come up a lot, but Bill Murray was shot to the top of the list. Bill Murray was going to be in my picks, but I knew somebody would pick him, so I, I avoided it. Yeah, I think his early career, he's one of the funniest comedians and in, in, in some of the funniest, funniest movies of all time. And even in more of his serious roles that he did later in his career, he's one of my favorite actors. Seems like someone that'd be awesome to hang out with for a day. He's also super goofy. There's all, all those great stories about him meeting people in a bar and just like stealing their drink and chugging it and just saying nobody's ever going to believe right. this and walking away. Right. Just, so I think that would kind of like Tiger seems very stoic and yeah. wouldn't be like it'd be awesome to meet him and all that. But I think Bill Murray would kind of lighten up the group a little bit, have a little, have, loosen me up. Be a fun day. Yeah. I, I absolutely respect that pick. That's a great pick. I agree. I like that a lot. Any of the Ghostbusters, really. Yeah. Um, my celebrity pick, also of no surprise to anyone who has met me or watched sports with me, but Tom Brady would be my celebrity slash, I guess, additional sports figure. Fresh off his seventh Super Bowl which is just, again, just insane. We're not going to dive into a whole other topic, but the guy's played in 10 Super Bowls. He's been in the NFL for 20 freaking years. It's it's, was, un, it's unreal. Was he drunk the other day when he threw the Lombardi trophy? Fuck yeah, he was drunk. He doesn't he doesn't traditionally drink. I mean, he's talking about I just, avocado ice cream. and I wasn't he sure. He probably had three beers and yeah, could barely walk at that parade. Tequila, probably not a lot of it. I wasn't sure if it was just like publicity or, or not publicity, but uh, his, like the media playing up something like a stunt that happened or no, if he his, was actually just having a good time. His, good for he him. was having a good time. His third string quarterback was literally carrying him <laughs> off the boat. Yeah. And That's awesome. I mean, if you could find a better job in the world than the third, third string quarterback behind Tom Brady who just has to carry him off at, after a drunk Super Bowl victory. I don't know if you're going to find it. I will say that right before we recorded this, I put some amount of thought into who Dan would pick, and I knew without a doubt those two picks. Yeah. I, I, mean, I would so, have been able to do that. So, like, growing up in Southeast Michigan, like, there's a long story on Tom Brady's kind of career at the University of Michigan, and a lot of people at the time, I mean, were like, why is this guy playing? We have Drew Henson. We have this just huge highly touted recruit and who's a freshman and by all accounts going to be this just this phenom in college football and the coach even tried to start drew henson through a good part of the season but fair amount of games where they bring brady in in the second half and they come back and win and most notably obviously that uh that bowl game against uh alabama that was just Awesome. I mean, he he was the quarter he was a quarterback at Michigan in my kind of formative sports years. So I was I was 11, 11, 12 during his uh, his senior season at Michigan, and it, just one of the general first college football experiences I really remember watching Michigan games with my dad and was watching Tom Brady play. And then of course he goes to the NFL, gets the chance to play over Drew Brees or uh, Drew Bledsoe, and you know. The rest is history, as they say. Um, but just, again, just to be around that kind of greatness. And he, he is a good golfer, by by all accounts, and he's one of the most probably competitive people on the planet. And another thing that 
anybody who's played with me knows that I'm just crazy competitive. It doesn't matter if, if we're playing for money or not. I don't want anyone to beat me ever. Mm-hmm. And then, hell, who knows? Maybe I get some TB12 health tips and... Uh, You'll be eating the avocado ice cream after that. Exactly. Yeah. I don't think anyone's cost me more money in my life than Tom Brady, so I finally have to come around and tip my hat. It's just I, ridiculous. I've so been you... betting against his age for probably 10 years now, and he just keeps shutting me up. So. The uh, the Max Kellerman treatment. I think his, uh, I think Max Kellerman's quote of when Brady hits a cliff, he's going to fall off, and he's going to fall off hard or something like that. It, paraphrasing but still waiting and that, i think since that quote he's won like two or three super bowls <laughs> so he's got like two or three separate hall of fame careers if you split his career up into segments but yeah. anyway okay let's get to uh let's get to our third person here uh wild card can be anyone you can even get another pro golfer you if you want but uh let's go wild card here Who's, who wants to kick us off i i can start um i wasn't sure what it was meant by wild card so my mind went a bunch of different ways. Uh, the first thought Were I you had... you thinking Charlie Day and it's I was. <laughs> I was. That scene played through my mind a couple times. My first pick was originally going to be like Ed or Emily or George. Like one of my current friends that golfs, but golfs worse than me. Kind of as a control group so I don't embarrass myself in front of Phil Mickelson. Um, I don't think Kevin Costner is going to care how good I golf. But Phil, I would want to impress. Kevin Costner's good though, from what I hear. Um... But I ended up not going that route. Um, the control group was alluring, but I'd rather just pick somebody that would be uh, fun to have around. I originally thought Cheech Marin, from, uh, also <laughs> from Tin Cup, just because Romeo. having him out there, even if he's just caddying for us, would be hilarious. Uh, but, And I believe I'm keeping my foursome, or my three picks, all to people that have appeared in Tin Cup, because Phil Mickelson did, Kevin Costner did. And uh, my wildcard pick is going to be Jim Nance because just hear, having him commentate next to me in real time, hearing his actual voice would just be just an incredible top to me hanging out with Kevin Costner and Phil Mickelson. I, I'm assuming he plays, but I don't know that he does. But I don't know if he does, but even if he doesn't and he just hangs out, we'll yeah. play. Funny, funny side note, he is actually it? he lives on Pebble Beach. Isn't yeah. he the one that has like the hole in his backyard yeah, he has where he the has seven, to use the weighted balls? Yeah, he has the seventh hole. It's kind of a scaled-down replica of the seventh hole at Pebble yeah. Beach, the downhill yeah. kind of 90 yeah, yard. He has those like custom balls that don't right. go as far, so you can take Like, like you hit it like a normal them. shot. Yeah, but it, yeah exactly. So he must play it at least that extent. He definitely is probably better than me, so I think it'd just be fun. They've all been in, uh, in Tin Cup. I mean, and, he's pretty old. You probably got a chance. The only problem is he's probably got just ridiculous course knowledge at Pebble Beach. Yeah, that's probably if true. you're playing there. But either way, um, I think it'd be that it would just be great to put those group of guys together. I think it's a good uh, a good threesome to hit, be around and just see them interact and interact with them. It'd be that'd be a fun time. Agreed. What do you got it? So mine would have a lot of parallels yours, Dan. I I grew up in suburban Chicago. Um, I didn't even know that. In the 90s, um, so I had to pick my favorite athlete of all time, who also, I don't know what, plays a fair share of golf, owns some golf courses, uh, Michael Jordan. So So you got uh, two or three, uh, or have a Chicago, I guess, like touch point, because Bill Murray's in Second City. But just just the GOAT group. We'll just call it the GOAT group. That's insane. Yeah, I mean, like those, Tiger Woods and Michael Jordan are like the reason I love sports. Uh, those are two two guys I watched when I was seven years old. I remember being in like 
first grade, my bedtime being like 8.30, except nights where the Bulls were playing, it got pushed back to like 10.45. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I grew up just watching every single Bulls game from like 94 on. And, yeah, to meet him, play golf with him, do some gambling, lose some money to him, sure. That's Sign awesome. him for that. I think you get some good Space Jam stories, maybe out of Bill Murray. He also like is, I assume, a relatively good golfer because he went, he tried to go pro golf for a little while. Right? Who? Michael Jordan? Didn't he? Was it? Uh, I just. I don't know. Space Jam. To go pro you might just be. No, he was baseball. I was pro baseball. Yeah, but I thought he tried to go pro. After. He golfs. He has. Uh, he plays a ton of golf. Okay. He has a new course. I don't even remember. Do you remember? Do you know what it's called? I can't remember what it's called. It's That's like the, the Grove he, 23 or something he, like that. He pinched the fairways after where he can hit. So it's a private <laughs> club in Florida by invitation only. And I think it was an interview with Ricky Fowler who's talking about how it's hard to, to beat Jordan at his own club because he's designed the fairways where they're the widest where Jordan hits his drives on these holes. And then it pinches in. So if he's playing against a pro, they're playing against a, you know, a severely He's handicapped the course as opposed to, like, playing with a handicap, which is incredible. So I think Ricky and Phil actually are members there, but it doesn't have a lot of members on it. Like, he's probably paying for this thing mostly out of his own pocket. That's a a good pick, Ed. I like that. I also would have guessed that for you, knowing... My wild card pick, which... I'm sure a lot of people wouldn't wouldn't guess, but uh, I will I will say, Tim, you were very close to being in the, in the foursome. I've we've played a lot of courses together, um, we've played a fair amount of golf together, and like I said, I do like playing with you. So you you were close, but I uh, I think you'll respect on who I passed over you for, and that would be Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> I do respect that pick, and I did see he's actually a a relatively good golfer. He was on a, a bunch of the lists of like celebrities that golf all the time. And I, I didn't even pick him so much for if he plays or not. It's similar to your Jim Nance pick. Of it. If he would just narrate me around <laughs> and just talk to me for four hours, yeah. it'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah It'd be, be some fun. existential bullshit and he would ramble, but I would love every and second. And he'd be rubbing like, crystals in his armpits instead of deodorant and all sorts of weird stuff. But, but I would fun. love it. Yeah. So, do you guys have any honorable mentions that you want to hit on. I have a couple more that I would throw out there, but do you guys got anybody else? Uh, I'm surprised. One of uh, the ones that I had as an honorable mention, I didn't mention in case you guys were going to pick him, but then thinking about it, nobody was going to. But Christopher McDonald, who plays Shooter McGavin in Happy Gilmore, um, is a pretty good golfer by all accounts. Um, I've heard he's a he is a hoot if you run into him at the bar too. He's like that celebrity that'll like buy everybody in the bar nice. drinks and like buy girls every girl in the bar if drinks. If I would have known that, I probably would have picked him and had him just <laughs> fun my drinking for the day. Yeah. Uh, but some other ones that I thought of were um, like a group of like Adam Sandler and Kevin James, David Spade. They're all golfers and like Chris Rock. Like, you grab that whole grown up crew. Yeah, just <laughs> awesome. Like <laughs> Rob Schneider golf. Just have those four or five guys golf, and I just like walk around with them and listen to it. I think that'd be pretty funny. Adam Sandler probably golfs. What do you got? Do you got any other you got honorable mentions? I don't have an honorable one? mention, but I thought about a lot about where we play. I oh, hold I, hold that thought. I, okay. That came up to me too. I got a couple okay. other honorable mentions. Uh, Go with that. Some of my uh, just, uh, keeping with uh, Detroit sports and like growing up, being at so many of these games, and I would be, I'd be a little pissed at myself. I didn't at least mention these guys, but like Justin Verlander, Barry Sanders, Matt Stafford, all very close on my list. I 
very close to putting them in one of them in over Matt McConaughey, but that's just my I feel like it would be hard to pick between the three of them. Like all three yeah, of them yeah. would be a, a solid Right. I've just been at so many J V and Stafford games that yeah. It's a special I know, place. I know Barry's guys. like a member out at Oakland Hills and yeah. he's probably probably a pretty solid one other player. Newly traded Matt Stafford off to the Rams, which just one other honorable me. mention I had was um Rory McElroy is my pro golfer, only because if I have Roy McAvoy and Rory McElroy, just a lot of tongue twisters there, but I had no real I was never gonna put him in my list. Yeah. I just wanted to mention it. I like it. Okay, uh so to Ed's point. I, as we were doing this, I started thinking about that. So let's let's give a quick recap of who our foursome is. And if you have to pick a course, where are you going to play? Do you know? Do you already know where I, I am? Know, I right. know where we so play give, give the people who like a recap of who your foursome is and where you're playing. So I'd be out there with Tiger Woods, Michael Jordan, Bill Murray. Oh, shit. And, and we'd play Augusta for sure. I, the Masters is my favorite event every year. You can't um, even call it cliche. It's just yeah. it's the best course it's there the, is. It's I've, I want to go to, like, I, I'm not even that interested when golf comes here. I think, like, the TV experience is probably outranked sitting on a green and only seeing that fraction of, but I would love to, even as a spectator, get to a Masters one day. It's just the perfect golf event. I, that course would eat me alive, but <laughs> I, I'd love to play it. Just some, it's, uh, just from people I know that have been there, just some, the one thing that, you can't even really comprehend from the TV coverage, but ju- and the thing that we just don't get around here is the crazy undulation of yeah. the fairways and hitting off of those uneven lies that those guys just do with ease, and they make it look so easy that you right. don't even notice it. Right. Do you? Are you still thinking, Tim? I can do mine real quick. I'll let you go first. Okay. I got something. Mine. So just to recap, I am playing with Tiger Woods, Tom Brady, and Matthew McConaughey, and you know, I hate to do a repeat, but. It's, it's got to be Augusta. If you're picking one course in the world, it's Augusta National. A close second, not even a close second, a far second would probably be uh, St. Andrews, the home of golf. But it is it is Augusta National, and it's not it's not even close. From my understanding, that's like the hardest course to play, too. Like, I, I have an uncle that's very into golf and very... He's done well for himself financially. He's played St. Andrews. He's played Pebble Beach. He cannot get yeah on invitation Augusta. only, and you literally just have to know a member that's been invited. And yeah. Other than that, yeah. Um, so my group is Kevin Costner, Phil Mickelson, and uh, Jim Nance. And again, I hate to be a repeat. I'm not going to say Augusta because I'm not going to do it. But St. Andrews was what I thought. Just going to the home of golf, where it all started. Um, just being able to be in that area, I've never been. I think going there would be one experience. Playing the course would be another experience. Playing it with a dream for some of all people that have been in Tin Cup would be incredible. So I think that's, that's the pick for me. And I'm not in the foursome, so I guess I'll just fuck off. Um, you can carry You carry in the bags. I, uh, I would do that. You I and Cheech Marin can carry the bags for us. Well, Gus Rome's. Uh, I heard the anyway. there are awesome, though. Yeah. Okay. Uh... That caps it for this uh, this little segment here. We're going to take a quick break, and then uh, we'll be right back. Okay, we're back. Uh, before we get into our new segment here, I want to let everybody know that this segment is brought to you by Hunter Pest Control. Uh, if you have a bug, a pest, a rodent problem in southeast Michigan, uh, call up Scott Slater. He'll, uh, he'll take care of it for you. 
You can, uh, you can contact them through hunterpestcontrolinc.com. Let them know what's, uh, what's getting into your house. Anyway, this, uh, this new segment we're going to do today is called Mount Rushmore. So we're just gonna, we're picking a topic here and we're going to kind of just debate and come to a conclusion of the Mount Rushmore of this topic, the top four of this topic in no particular order. Uh, so this week being the Pebble Beach Pro-Am had me thinking about Bill Murray, guy who came up a fair amount today. He was, he's in Ed's uh, dream foursome and that wasn't planned by the way. I think of he, he's a staple in this in this pro-am event. He's always there. They always have a mic on him. Uh, he's always got some crazy outfits. He actually has a a new a new William Murray line that even They're sponsors incredible. some pro golfers. But they have some great shirts. They have like the little whiskey glass shirts right. and everything. Exactly. Uh, but I think of Bill Murray, and I think of the first two people that pop on my head are uh, Pete Vakeman and Carl Spackler from Caddyshack, and just the the quote machine that is Bill Murray had me thinking that let's do a Mount Rushmore of golf quotes or uh, quotes in golf movies or quotes about golf in any movie. Hell, we can even throw in some uh, some TV shows, but that's what we want to identify here. We want to identify the best golf quotes of all time. I will kick us off with an honorable mention. I think in general we all kind of have an idea of what our top four are, but we're just going to go through these. We're going to start spouting these off by movie and then uh, just try and whittle it down to the top four. So we already talked about Bill Murray, so we're going to go with Caddyshack first. This is in my, after I had uh, you know, a decent little debate with myself, uh, this is on my Mount Rushmore, and that is when... Rodney Dangerfield is about to tee off, and the judge in Caddyshack is on the tee. And after he rolls his eyes a few times, Rodney Dangerfield says, Hey, today, while we're young, and, and then he says, I'll bet you 500 bucks you slice it into the woods. The judge comes back at him and says, There is no gambling at Bushwood, sir, and I never slice. <laughs> Amazing quote. We say it all the time out on the golf course, and... It's probably the number one. There, there's a ton of great ones in Caddyshack, but um, that that's on my list just because of the versatility, and that's that's what I tried to focus on when looking at these. It's it's versatility. It's stuff that comes up all the time on the golf course for me, and uh, or it just you know it makes me laugh so hard that it doesn't even matter if I use it on the course or not. But that is on my Mount Rushmore. What do you guys got? You want to throw a couple out there? Stick with the Caddyshack. What do you got from Caddyshack? I mean, I think it's it's maybe a bit cliche, and I don't even know if it counts as a quote, but I wanted to, from my perspective, I know you said versatility was like the number one thing you were looking at. For me, it was that it shows like an understanding of golf and that like it's really about golf. I think the Cinderella story, I guess it's more of a monologue than a quote. Just, you could pick any one line of that. Bill Murray just delivers it perfectly. It's just like the casualness of him just doing it while he's cutting flowers Right. Um, oh, he got a hold of that uh, one. The uh, 455 yards away, it's, a, uh, it's about a two iron, I think. <laughs> and he's just like making it up on the fly. It gets even better when you find out Bill Murray had no uh, lines in the script of Caddyshack. All of that is improv. Um, 
So it's just incredible. I think that was the scene that got him a role in the movie. Is he was just kind of a stand-in, and they filmed him just doing that. But that whole scene, you can pick any line from it, and that's going to be on my list. That's yeah. going to be on. Or, earlier in that in in the movie, but same same idea is when he's talking about the llama. The llama. Yeah. He's a big hit of the llama, and I <laughs> says, "Llama, how about a little something, you know, for, yeah, the, effort. for the effort." That was almost on my list, but. I just couldn't pick. It, it was more of a dialogue. Like, it's more of him telling somebody that. Yeah. Whereas it's the Bill Murray just talking to himself that makes it so funny to me, the Cinderella story. I think my favorite part about that, the one that we were just talking about, is uh, when he's like, there's no money, but upon your death, you will receive total consciousness. <laughs> so I got that going for me. Which, which is <laughs> nice. <laughs> which you can say that, like, which is nice. You could put after pretty much anything. So that that's also kind of up there. That yeah, was like a lot of that was second or third on my on my yeah, list. Yeah, I think both of those are really good. I think the most the best part about your the, about the flower scene is like just how ridiculous the club blanks are. Yeah, <laughs> and you just for keep, sure. Like yeah, it clearly the character has no clue like it, what golf. And I <laughs> think like I said, it's about an understanding of golf, but it shows that Bill Murray knew so much about golf to make it ridiculous right. enough to golfers, but like still just funny for the average person that knows nothing about yardages or golf. It just, it has so many layers to it that it makes, yeah. it always will make me laugh. Yeah. So uh, these other two that I had for Caddyshack are not, they're not on my Mount Rushmore list, but I, I, we can't do this and not mention them. But Rodney Dangerfield is just, just fire this whole movie. He's just going all out in this yeah. movie in every one of his scenes. But like he walks into the pro shop He's like, oh, I wouldn't call it dead in that shirt. You buy that shirt, you get a free bowl of soup. And then he turns around, sees the judge wearing it. He's like, oh, but it looks good on you. Yeah, and then yeah. he turns around, rolls rolls the shit out of his eyes. Yep, that was that was my one Rodney quote that I had on my list to possibly add. That, that one's incredible. The other one that I had for him was uh, when they're at the party. And he sees the judge's wife, and he's like, oh, baby, you must have been something before electricity. <laughs> and he's like, you want to earn $14 the hard way? <laughs> Those were ones I, obviously, I think almost any line of Caddyshack could be on a list like this, but I, I was trying to keep it to more golf. quotes about golf, quotes while they're golfing, quotes that are irrelevant when you're on the course and things like that. Um, one of the ones that I just think is, I use a lot when I'm on the golf course, I always think is funny is the, just the Chevy Chase, the no, 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 no. It's not even yeah. a quote, so I didn't really put it on the list, but. It works though. When you're. You could do it. All, when you could do it. When you make a great putt and you just follow it up with no, 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 no. It's just everyone knows what it is. what it is. It's, I yeah. think, like, in a way, Chevy Chase makes that movie. Yeah. Because you have, like, the bombast of, of Rodney and you have Bill Murray and they're both ridiculous and over the top. And then you get Chevy Chase's, like, dry, like, pretty down-to-earth humor. And those are the ones that stick with me and that I every, use. Every one of his quotes is so, like, undersold. Like, he'll just yeah. say something almost under his breath. It's almost it's like you have to rewind to the scene and be like, yeah. wait, what did he yeah. say? One I use all the time, and I probably no one else even thought of it. It's like a really underrated movie. But early on, he's he's playing around at golf, and Danny Noonan is his caddy. And he's you know he's into all the Zen stuff, like the na-na-na-na, and he's wearing no shoes and all that. And they're taking blindfolded shots. And Danny's complaining about, like, I'm going to have to worry about that. It's lumberyard. It's going to be brutal. Like... I hate this, you know, I can't say for college, I'm not going to be able to afford college, I'm stuck here. And uh, he, he blindfolds him, and Danny takes a shot, and it goes right in the drink. 
And he asked, where did it go? And Chevy Chase goes, right in the lumber yard. <laughs> it's okay. We'll work on it. And I say that all the time. And, like, I don't think anyone even catches it. But that's, like, my favorite quote from the movie. I, doesn't he follow that up, too? Be like, doesn't he say, like, I, what's wrong I with the lumber yard? I, I don't know. Yeah. 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 I don't know where they are. Yep. And just, like, he has a bunch of lines like that that I think are all just amazing in that movie. Yeah, so keeping with the Chevy Chase theme, the other one that I had is when... Uh, his character, Ty Webb, is in the locker room, and the judge asks him, oh, Ty, what did you shoot today? He's like, oh, I don't keep score, judge. And then the judge is like, oh, how do you measure yourself against the other golfers? And he goes, by height. By height. And it's just so nonchalant. Like, yeah. he didn't even think about Matter it. Matter of fact, just right. out the door. Um, so I don't know if we I don't know if we have to settle on anything yet. Let's just keep moving. Yeah. Does uh, anybody else have anything for Caddyshack? There's that. I've got a couple more Chevy Chase lines if we, if we want to. Let's go through them. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, so one of them uh, still in Caddyshack or just chilling? Yeah, still okay. in Caddyshack. Uh, night before, like the big match, Chevy Chase is getting in a night golf round, trying to. He's sweating this big match, and he ends up in like Bill Murray's hut slash groundskeeper's yep. house that he lives in. And uh, Bill Murray's talking to him. He's like, "You got a pool? I'd love to get into a pool." He's like, "Pool in a pond. Pond would be good for you." Yeah. <laughs> That is an incredible line. And it's just, it, yeah, it just clearly doesn't want the guy in his pool, and it's just like a dumb throwaway thing. But I, I really enjoy that one. And then uh, he had one more that I had written down. Let me, let me pull it up real quick. Yeah, no problem. Butcher it. It's it's the tremendous slouch line. Oh yeah, that's right. Judge smells and saying, and I'm no I'm no slouch myself. And Chevy Chase just throws back. Don't sell yourself short, sir. You're a tremendous slouch, which is love that one. I mean, I would even change my pick. I think from Caddyshack, that is actually... That's a great line. I think that's probably my... I think that... I changed my my Mount Rushmore to that line. How do you feel about that, Tim? I'm aligned with that. I think that's... That's probably the line. So if we're going to go with the Caddyshack line... Well, we're not set on anything. Yeah, but let's let's keep going. Maybe we'll change it up. Yeah, Yeah. that's an early leader. I like it. Um, Who wants to kick off a different movie or a different quote here? Oh, I'll jump in uh, with... Are we going to go Roy McAvoy now? N- not quite. I'm working up to that. Um, I'm going to go Happy Gilmore next. Oh, I have a lot of Happy Gilmore. Yeah, I think um, this is the one I had the most quotes written down. For Happy of. Gilmore, anything. I think the one, the pinnacle for me, the one that for sure is on my list, unless it gets bumped in this conversation, is uh, when Happy finally makes a putt and he goes... Did that just go in? I wasn't watching. Did that go in? Uh, I didn't see it. Could you tell me if that went in? And it's just so dumb, but you use it all the time on the golf course. Anytime you make a good putt, um, it's just that one for me, so his delivery and everything. He's talking to Shoe McGavin. Yeah. And that one. They're finally it, playing in the same in the tour, group. It's in the Tour Championship. Yeah. One. Yeah. Okay. I just, that one always makes me laugh. It's, it's great. So I thought you were actually going to steal mine. It's in his first tournament, and he he drives it on the green, and then he, like, four putts. And he finally makes, like, a one-footer, and it flashes over to a fan standing next to the green. He goes, it's about time. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you see Happy Gilmore walking straight at the guy. He goes, you know what? It is about time. I wanted to get the ball in the hole. I wanted to, but I just couldn't do it. That's Rips really the guy's cool. shirt off, knocks him out down the hill. And every time I just die. Yeah, that one's great. That one. I think the the problem with that is if we're counting it as quotes, I feel like that's a great scene, but like there's but no I, one quote from that where I, I would say it like, all the time. Yeah. Anytime. Uh, it is about time. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime you like, you have like a three putt. Yeah. And you're like, 
It's about time. You know what? It is about time. Ed, what do you, you got? You got some other crap before I jump in? Yeah, I think like it's it struggles on its own without the context. But I really love shooters. Got a chip shot coming up. His caddy says, "I think you should go five iron." Yep. He goes, "Ah, give me my wedge." Chips it in. Goes five iron. Huh? Well, you're fired. That one, that was no, on my it. that was on my list too. That is amazing. That's very good. Let, we'll just we'll just ignore the whole the insanity that a that an actual tour caddy would say hit a five iron out of the rough was right that like next once to the green. A, once upon a time, a I don't think that was practiced. maybe on a long chip. Like, like with tons of green down, to work with, down, but he like was real downhill. Yeah, he was downhill. Yeah, like short sided into a pin. Like yeah. even if you're gonna like do a putting stroke kind of thing, you're gonna use like a wood or something. You're not gonna use a five iron. That's like the last club in the bag you would hit. <laughs> right. right. But anyway, uh, I think another one that's that's pretty incredible uh, in that movie is when they're trying to sell the game of golf to Happy Gilmore. And he's like, all you need for golf is goofy pants and a fat ass. Just talk to my neighbor, the accountant. He's probably a great golfer. Huge ass. That scene, I take, I take the exception to that, but whatever. I think that line is good. Another good one, up. early context helps, but like that I use all the time. Shouldn't have been standing there. Damn it. Ed, that was on my list. That's <laughs> that one's on my list of, like Dan said, very versatile. It gets used all the time when we're golfing. That is on my Mount Rushmore. Okay. That's probably is, my, is, that's probably you just hit that guy. You hit that guy. He shouldn't have been standing there. <laughs> to couple in the fact that the guy just, the lady, the guy, and then the lady just falls off the yeah. roof. You got like Will Sasso just yeah. sitting there dumbfounded. Um, Not to mention the whole scene leading up to that where he's like, look how he's standing. Do you like that? Yeah. A couple Tell you what, you, you hit a ball past my ball, and we'll go back to move furniture so you watch your precious hockey game. Uh, a couple honorable mentions from Happy Gilmore. Uh, for me, I beg to differ. Happy Gilmore accomplished that feat no more than an hour ago. Okay. Well, <laughs> moron. Good for Happy Gilmore. Oh, my God. And then, uh, you guys are stealing my shit. You're going to need a blanket nice. and some suntan lotion because you're never going to get off that beach. That one gets used a lot uh, when yeah. we're out there on the course. So, so back to your... great. Yeah, so similar to your other one, but he's like, that's two thus far, Shooter. <laughs> oh, you can count. And yeah. you can count on me waiting for you in the parking lot. And then he runs. No, no, no. Play it as it lies, Doug. I had to hit it off Frankenstein's fat foot. Yeah. Uh, another good one is, uh, in the, kind of, I think it's in the middle of the movie, but heavy going work. Gold jacket, green jacket, who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah, that one's... Pretty pretty versatile. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about a color of anything, and you can just throw that in. Right. There. I think that's all I have from Happy Gilmore, though. Oh. There, there's so many, but like, there's a lot of good like I got eggs in there. I got a few more that I love the the Bob Barker line. You can't be as bad at hockey as you are at <laughs> golf. You should be working at the snack bar. <laughs> I love that one. Uh, me and my buddy Ryan say that one all the time when some one of us is playing like shit. You should be working at the snack bar. Um, the other one that is actually on my putter cover is oh yeah, the Price is Wrong, bitch. <laughs> love that one. <laughs> The other one, this this was actually second on my list behind the you hit that guy, but uh, after Happy Gilmore aces a par four, he says, "Oh man, that was so much easier than putting. I should just try and get the ball in one shot every time." <laughs> Good plan. Love that one. There was a couple that I, they're not especially funny, but they just get used a lot on on the golf course. Like it's all in the hips, mm-hmm. and then the whole putting scene. Um, 
where uh, he's uh, Kevin Nealon is be just, the ball. Yeah, be the ball. No, no, no. He says the bag. The bags. His uh, his, his bags, bags are packed. packed. Yeah, he's headed just to the airport. Home. Just send him home. He wants to go home. Are you too good for your home? You Answer a, me. You son of a Kiss bitch. Kiss my white ass ball. You son of a bitch ball. Here comes the putter toss. The other one that's, it, it's not really a quote, but I do it all the time. And that's when he's working on his putting with uh, Apollo Creed. And he's Chubbs. at, yeah, and he's at the, the putt-putt course and he hits the putt and the clown's teeth block it. And then he hits another one. He's like, oh yeah. And then the clown spits it out and goes, <laughs> You're gonna die, clown. <laughs> I I do that laugh all the time. It it it, it works in almost any setting. <laughs> what I can't do it. <laughs> uh, that is all I had. Oh no, one more, one more I had from Happy Gilmore. After Happy Gilmore gets run down by the guy, and the guy goes jackass, <laughs> runs away. He's laying on the ground, and the. The doctor goes, oh, you should be fine. Nothing's broken. Just stay off your feet for a couple of days. And he immediately gets up and says, hell with that. I got to play. And the guy goes, ah, what do I know? I'm just a doctor. <laughs> I, I, really good. Yeah. I so that. are we in agreement that you hit that guy? He shouldn't have been standing there as, yeah. as, as good as it I gets. think that's probably the best. I'll concede that for the best happy. Happy like, okay. So, happy so for now, that is, that's on the, yep. on the Mount Rushmore. Where do you want to go next, Tim? I'm going to go with my... My probably number one quote, and the quote that defines my game of golf, which... Hang on, before you say it, I know what it is. I don't think you do. And it's, it's a, also highlighted on my list, I guarantee it. You think so? I think so. Is it from Tin Cup? It's from Tin Cup. Okay, do it. Uh, if I had to do it all over again, I'd still hit that shot. That that line, it's just... It's funny in context of the so, movie. So that's when he's looking back at a different time, right? That's not when he's talking about... I think that's when he's looking back. It's not the last hole. That's like the 13th hole in the course or something, isn't it? Or no, that's the 13th hole in the real course. It is the 18th hole in the the movie. Um, I think it's after the second round when Romeo is telling him, like... When he doesn't lay up in the second round, he hits in the water. And and he said, "If if I had to do it all over again, I'd still hit that shot. And that's my game of golf i am not good enough to go for it i'm not good enough to not try to lay up and and hit safe shots but i never do every time i have an opportunity where i might be able to reach something i go for it every time and i never regret it i always just like i'll regret it when the ball rolls into the water but you don't regret it but maybe you should yeah is, is, that's probably is the gist right? is the yeah. gist of it right uh that's my that's my quote from tin cup I have, I have a couple other ones, but that's like the one for me. Okay, I like that one. I didn't have that on my list actually. I was wrong about what you were gonna say, but we'll get there. Ed, what do you got? I don't. Know. I I just rewatched Tin Cup this week in anticipation for this, but I've just never had an affinity for that movie. Oh, just, that movie's so good. It's good, but like I think the more you I don't golf, think I've watched it enough to like pick up those it's nuances. And, it's one of the few movies where. It seems like a golfer actually wrote and oversaw the creation of that movie. It seems very authentic. Yeah, yeah, way more so than like Happy Gilmore or Caddyshack, where a lot of the things they're saying and the things that they're talking about are actual, like, real-life yeah. golf. I really enjoy it. It's just, like, I've seen it twice in my okay. life, and one of them was this week. And I watched that movie, so like, like that, that's not even close to enough. I watched so that movie, like, I've at least five Caddyshack times during golf season. Times, you know, it's, it's, it's I, it, I, I do think that the more you golf and the more you get into golf, 
the more you like Tin Cup. Like, and it's not even I It's definitely not a dislike. It's just like I know. It, it takes me a few times to pick up on that kind of st- like the little right. nuances, and I'm not there yet. Like I watched it once 15 years ago. Watched it again three days ago, but okay. All right. I mean that I'm that, not there with Tin Cup. That's fair. I have a couple more with Tin Cup. So where where I thought you were gonna go with that, and it actually is along the same lines, which it can define someone's golf game. And I say it all the time. Uh, our f- friend Mike, who I had on last week, says it all the time. Says it all the time. And it's Roy McAvoy talking to his caddy, and he says, "Failure courts greatness, Romeo." That's that was on there. It just. Out of context, that doesn't really it mean doesn't anything matter. at all. It, it works in every but it setting. Is, it is fantastic. Even um, ignoring the movie completely, that works in life. It that's works true. in golf. I love that line. That is a, an amazing line from that movie. That was my number one, number one from that movie. The other uh, one that I had along those lines was Little Gus from the Gods, Roams. That's a good one, too. For uh, Gets used a lot on the golf course. Even when there's no wind out there, you just hit a shot and it flies off to the right because I have a natural slice. Little Gus from the Gods. Yeah. <laughs> Another one, I think probably the most popular golf-related quote from that movie, I don't especially love it, but I had to throw it in here, was uh, sex and golf are the two things you can enjoy even if you're not good at them. Uh, It's just, it's... I forgot about that. I think it's a butchering of an actual pretty common golf phrase, but uh, it was in the movie, so I didn't mention that one. Um, The one scene that I love, and there's not even one single good quote from it, but when he starts hitting the shanks on the range... Yeah, that so he's at home doing it, so but then he goes to the tournament, and he's doing it on the range. He puts it he's up. Like, what are we doing? Like, he's like, I'm gyrating. I'm closing too early. I'm closing too late. My swing, swing feels, feels like an unfolding lawn chair. And the quote itself isn't that great, but I so get that feeling. Like, I had that last year. I had the shanks at the beginning of the season last year, and so many times it perfectly exemplifies the feeling of the shanks when you're like when your golf swing is just off. Right. And it feels like an unfolding long chair. Like it, it feels like you're doing something wrong. Yeah. It doesn't even have to be the, the full on shanks. Like flat out if you're just yeah. not hitting it good, that's what your swing feels like. It yeah. feels like it feels clinky. It feels yeah. like your your timing's off, everything. I it's just and you're overcorrecting it and you're Right. Just perfect like what you said, it perfectly exemplifies the feel of a yeah, bad golf exactly. swing. Also um, just that line when he uh just I don't even know what that shot is where he hits it straight off the toe and it goes straight right into all the other pro golfers. Yeah. And he says, uh, I think it's Romeo, says, what, are you just going to keep hitting it up Lee Trevino's ass? <laughs> um, a little callback to the episode we did last week. We were talking about best clubs in the bag. Yeah. And Mike, Absolutely Mike, Mike did a little thing into Tin Cup and he says, I never miss with the seven. And there's this just whole amazing scene yeah. Where he's like, well, sometimes I fan the four, snaps it in half, and just, he has a little a chili There's dip. old Mr. Three Wiggle, isn't there? there? Breaks his putter. Yeah. Says, I, I chili dip the wedge, breaks that. It just has every cliche about a golf club in the bag. Breaks them all. And he says, but then there's the seven. He says, I never miss with the seven. I almost Love put, line. I almost put the quote from right before that. Uh, and it's, it feels like only you and I ever use this quote. But we use it at least once every time we're golfing together. And it's, I'm not going left of those trees or right of those trees. I'm going over those trees. It's a little draw. Damn it. You guys that's are stealing really my shit. That's that, a really good one. That is on my, that's, that was second on my list behind 
failure courts greatness. And I think, uh, me and Ryan do say that all the time. Yeah. Too. There's not a lot of people that let, get that reference, but the few I don't of even us that do, I, I say that almost every single time I golf. I do and too. it's not and even I, when I'm going over trees or anything. That might no, be I do it like feelings of golf too. I do it actually try and go over a tree and yeah. successfully do it. I don't even do it with trees. I do, uh, what are you going to play here? You're going to play a little fade up the left side? I'm not going left. <laughs> I'm going up the right side of the fairway with a little draw. With a little draw. Okay, so we got we got to narrow this down here. So, I mean, we don't have to pick a tin cup one, but I, how do you guys feel? I think we'd be remiss from not doing that. I don't right. even know if that's a phrase. And I'm torn. I really like yours. I really like failure courts greatness. I say that all the time, but I think... I actually like that. I'm going over those trees yeah, with yeah. a little draw. I'll stick with that. I feel like we all agreed. I think that's in the top three for all of us. All right. So I think that okay. that can be on our Mount Rushmore. So that is on our Mount Rushmore. It's I'm not going around those trees. I'm going over those trees. With a little draw. With a little draw. And he has a little slight hand motion to cap it off. Give me the lumba. Um, okay. So I think they, the other the Happy Gilmore quote, you hit that guy. He shouldn't have been standing there. Yeah. I think we're in agreement on that one. I think well, it's right? very dependent on the shouldn't have been standing there, but I think yeah, the whole it's the, yeah the so whole thing. Exchange, you don't even need right yeah, agree. Yeah. So that's on there. I'm torn. Well, I think on Caddyshack, I think we have to go with don't sell yourself short. You're a tremendous. Yeah, slash. I, I, I would agree with there. that. I'd be okay with two from Caddyshack. I don't, can we get away with that? Is that, that well, I think that one's in there. Tim, are you in agreement that that yeah. one is in there? Okay, I'm, I'm so that's there. three. So where are we at with the fourth here then? I have, a couple, as well. I have a couple quotes, um, and I'm not going to go through them, but Legend of Bagger Vance is just, it's not a comedic movie. Um, Doesn't matter, it's a great golf movie. Throw them out there. Uh, I mean, they're again, they're more monologue or, uh, I guess, longer segments, but Bagger Vance, um, his whole speech about inside each and every one of us is one true authentic golf swing is a really good quote. Uh, but the one I think I would pick is, uh, you really love the game, don't you? It's the greatest game there is. Uh, and then he says, ask anybody. It's fun. It's hard. You stand out there on the green, green grass, and it's just you and the ball. There ain't nobody to beat up on but yourself. It's just a, a great quote about, I think, why all of us love golf. And it's it's kind of you against yourself out there. You make it competitive with your friends and stuff. but it's awful yet awesome at the same exactly. time. Exactly. You struggle with it. It's... You're always challenged. Like, I don't think anybody's ever been, like, complete at the game of golf. Like, you're always working towards improving something. Oh, yeah. And he, and he not, touches on that in one in one quote. And I think that one was really good. Yeah. So Hitting well, a good golf shot is one of the best feelings there is. That tuning fork. Bringing your Back to 10 cup. Um, I, I don't know if there's anything... Mount Rushmore worthy. I agree. But I just wanted to throw movie. them out there. I've that... been told one of my one of my good friends when I first got into golf, uh, my good friend Bray, said you watch Legend of Bagger Vance and you'll automatically shave like five strokes off your game. And I don't know that that's necessarily true, but I would say that's more about about ten cup. It's a good sentiment though. Yeah. Okay. So I think we're at three. I think one this we can revisit tough. from... I think we had a lot from Happy Gilmore. I think the one that stuck out to me that I didn't have in my list that you guys might have sold me on is the uh, the five iron, huh? You're fired. That I'm line is... Fired. I do like that one. I'll throw in a, just a little wild card here. Um, Bill Murray in Space Jam 
Well, a lot of great quotes. At one point in that movie, they actually are playing yeah. golf. When, so when Michael Jordan gets taken by Bugs Bunny, yeah, he gets sucked through the he's golf. playing golf with, uh, with Bill Murray and Larry Bird. And uh, Wayne Knight, the guy that yeah, played Wayne Newman Knight. and Seinfeld. Right, right. Yeah. Stan Podolak yeah. in, in, in Space Jam. Yeah. Um, and they're talking, and at the time, Bill Murray's asking about it. You know about a comeback, or if he he could play in the NBA, something like that. He was like somehow financially invested in the fact that Jordan would come back. I can't. I never really understand that part of it. <laughs> right, but but he's like, what is it? It's because I'm white. And Michael Jordan's like, Larry's white. And then Bill Murray's like, Larry's not white. Larry's clear. <laughs> <laughs> just some amazing, just an amazing movie. He's talking about Larry Bird, and he calls yeah. Larry Bird clear. He's not white. Larry's <laughs> clear. That is a great. And not only is it great because that's like a ridiculous thing to say, but it's in like a Bugs Bunny movie. (laughs) (laughs) There is a good golf one though. So Michael Jordan hits one, and it's on the green, and Bugs is Bugs Bunny is under the green, tying that thing with a magnet. And Bill Murray goes, "It is alive," (laughs) and then it goes in the hole. Yeah, because that's how he ends up getting sucked down because they're taking a picture of him pulling one out. And then he tries to play basketball with one (laughs) golf shoe back when they were metal spikes. And then after he gets sucked in, Stan Polak has the camera. And Bill Murray thinks it's the camera. He's like, would you not point that thing at me? And he like, <laughs> smacks the camera down. Okay. Either Not, not Rushmore worthy, but amazing. Those were, that, was, that was a good uh, time. Ed, so, I know you. we were talking before this. You had something from actually a TV show. Yeah. yeah I, I think Seinfeld, uh, I, I'd personally call it the best show of all time. Uh, show about nothing. But The Marine Biologist is probably one of the most popular episodes. Um, It involves George pretending to be a marine biologist to seem more impressive than his actual job. And in that, he ends up saving a whale's life, which is very impressive. But the the only reason the whale was in danger, it it turns out, is that Kramer was shooting golf balls into the ocean. So at the very end, George tells this wild tale of what he had to do to save this whale's life, which include putting his hand down the blowhole of the whale. And um, he pulls it out. He tells the story, and Kramer's at the diner table. And and, he, and Kramer knows at this point that it was him that did it. He sees the golf ball, but he still has the audacity to ask, is that a Titleist? <laughs> and, and George rolls it over and shows the label, and Kramer just goes, hole in one. And that's the end of the episode. <laughs> all the time. I use that all the time. Is that, what is that, a Titleist? What is that? Uh, is that? I'm not as familiar with Seinfeld as you are. Is that the same episode that Kramer walks into Jerry's apartments and throws down his golf clubs and goes, "Take him, I suck." I can't remember. I am, no, I don't think it is. So like, uh, it might be because he's hitting the balls off the beach. But the overarching, like Kramer's o- overarching story in Seinfeld is that his life's dream is to become a oh, professional yeah. golfer, oh. but specifically on the senior tour. <laughs> yeah, he, he wasn't good enough when he was young, so he really wants to make the senior tour. Yeah. So I think that's so I think there's a couple episodes that play on him playing a lot of golf. But yeah, earlier in the episode, he wants everyone to join him. He somehow like stole a bunch of range balls and wants to hit him into the ocean. Yeah, and everyone's just like, eh, "Good luck." Like no one think, else golfs. I think the scene where Kramer does come in and, and throw his clubs down. I think every golfer has had that moment where they come home after a bad round. They did nothing came together for their round, and they're just like, "Take my sack." I have like, that. I have that moment like four times around. <laughs> like I'm barely, I barely played, but like it still frustrates me. Right. when I hit like yeah. a really bad shot. 
that I mean, that's a whole scene. I don't know if we can even. I mean, yeah. take yeah. him, I suck is a good quote, but that whole scene is like a, just an amazing right. little gift there. It's like he's like that ball goes up into the sky and then and then he leaves and then comes right. back. Yeah. And yeah, throws the clubs down. It, it definitely works you want better. Him, I suck. It it definitely works better with like his love for the game going out and then his returning and like his frustration. But and like no one else's lives have changed right, in that like period exactly. of time, but his like so yeah, right so drastically like yeah. his life goal <laughs> has turned into something he never wants to do again. Again, great quote. Probably not Mount Rushmore no, worthy. So I, don't think so I mean, where are we at? I do like the five iron, huh? Well, you're fired. I really like. I should try and get the ball in one shot every time. Yeah, yeah. I also like. It does. It also speaks to his like. Not under it's the same thing. There's a lot of layers where like it shows he doesn't understand golf at all. That he's just like, I'll just do that. That was yeah. easier. And it's like, yeah, yeah that's what like yeah, we wish we all want that. <laughs> and it's kind of a long quote, but I also really like you know what it is about time. And even if you just take that piece and just go, you know what it is about time. It's I mean it's one of those two for me. I think unless you guys got something else you really like, I'll do all. Uh, I'll do the. Uh, I'll just try to get it in one shot every time. I think yeah, that one... I like that one a lot. Okay. It's one you don't get to use a lot because nobody gets hole-in-ones. Right. Yeah, but you, right. you can still use it. Anytime you make a putt... Even if you make putt, a long one putt, you yeah. can Yeah, long one putt, there. you can yeah, use exactly. it. I should just try and make it in one shot every time. Yeah. Okay, so our Mount Rushmore of golf quotes is, I'm not going around those trees. I'm going over those trees with a little draw. That is from Tin Cup. From Caddyshack. Don't sell yourself short, sir. You're a tremendous slouch. And even a little nip of the tie or something as he walks by him. That's it. That's a that's a great quote. Uh, also on that list, I should just try and get the ball in one shot every time. That is Happy Gilmore. And the other one on our list is you hit that guy. He shouldn't have been standing there. Shouldn't have been standing there. Yeah. Also from Happy Gilmore. That is the Mount Rushmore of golf quotes, and that closes our segment. You guys have anything else before we get out of here? I, I'm happy with it. I don't think yeah. any of those coming into this were, were on my list, but I'm not displeased with any of them being yeah. there. I was expecting four Caddyshack quotes. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm a little disappointed that Failure Court's Greatness didn't make the list, but I am completely fine with this list. I like it a lot. I yeah. use these all the time. Right. Okay. So that's, uh, we actually got a pretty long show for you today, but uh, if you're still listening, wherever you're playing, whatever you're doing, let's keep the round clean. And as always, let's keep it under 100.